We're still focused on the northern kingdom with a character, the king named Ahav and his wife Izevel. The famine is gone, but now there's a military and political threat. We'll see an interesting story in which Elio nor Elisha play any role. There's just a prophet, a man of God, um, that we'll talk about and we'll hear about victories, etc. Let's go. Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, gathered his entire people and 32 kings, princes, were with him. The horses and chariots, he went and besieged Samaria. He encamped next to Shamran and planned to besiege it and make, make war against it. They had all come from the north, from Damascus, through the Galilee to Samaria, preparing to attack the kingdom of Israel. Ben-Hadad sent messengers to Achav, king of Israel, to the embattled city of Samaria and said to him, So said Ben-Hadad, your silver and your gold is mine, and your best wives and children are mine. Those are the conditions of the surrender. The king of Israel answered and said, In accordance with your word, my lord, the king, I am yours, and everything that is mine. Ani everything's you. Well, the messengers of Ben-Hadad returned and said, So said Ben-Hadad, stating, For I have sent you, saying, Your silver, your gold, your wives, your children, you shall give me. In other words, do not think you have the right to choose what is given to me. For at the time tomorrow I will send my servants to you, and they will search your house and the house of your servants. I will not wait over for you to hand over your possessions and your people. I will send my messengers to take whatever I want. It shall be that everything precious in your eyes, your most valuable items, they will place in their hand and take away. The king of Israel summoned all the elders of the land and related them the exchange of Ben-Hadad, and he said, Know now and see that this one seeks harm, for he sent me for my wives, my children, my silver, my gold, and I did not withhold from him all of these. But now he had imposed an additional demand. He wants literally everything. He wanted to receive support, obviously, from the elders. All the elders of the people of Israel said to him, What you have already agreed to is not our issue as that concerns your possessions and family alone. But regarding the second demand, do not heed and do not consent. Al tishma ve He said to the messengers of Benadah, tell my lord, the king, everything, all the demands that you sent your servant initially, I will do, but this matter I'm unable to do. The messengers went to the king of Aram and they returned the response. Ben-Hadad sent to him and said, So may the gods do, and so may they continue, if the dust of Samaria will f- suffice for the footsteps of all the people who follow me. I swear that all the dust of Samaria will not be sufficient for the footsteps of my soldiers. Samaria is only a small and insignificant city, while my army is huge. Bayan Malach Yisrael, king of Israel, answered and said, Speak to Ben-Hadad, let not one who arms himself when going to battle boast like one who unfastens his weapons after returning from victory. Don't be so arrogant, you haven't won yet. It was when Ben-Hadad heard the statement and he was drinking, he and the kings with whom he had allied in the booths, in the booths of the army encamped out of the city, he said to his servants, be set, begin the, besi- the siege of the city. And they beset the city. And behold, a prophet approached Ahav, king of Israel. Where did this prophet show up? We don't know, because uh, uh, didn't Ahav kill everybody? Well, this may have been one of the 100 prophets that were saved, um, or a new prophet. The prophet said, so said the Lord. Have you seen 
this entire great horde. Behold, I will deliver it in your hand today, and you will know that I am Hashem. Achav said, with whom? In other words, with the assistance of which army will I accomplish this? The prophet said, so said the Lord, with the young princes of the dominion. This was a group of young princes who came from various nations under Achav's rule. These princes had been raised together by Achav in order to serve as guarantors that their parents would conduct themselves properly with this kingdom. These young men who had been taken to Samaria against their will eventually began to identify with Achav, I guess Stockholm Syndrome, and even stood by his side at times of distress. Achav said, who will lead the battle? And the prophet said, you. Well, he counted the young princes of all the dominions, and they were 232. After them, he counted all the people, all the children of Israel fit for combat, and there were 7,000. Samaria was not a large city. They emerged at noon, and Ben-Hadad was drinking himself drunk in the booths. He was pretty confident with the amount of soldiers he had. Both he and the kings, 32 kings helping him. They did not pay attention to the progress of the siege, but just parting away in the middle of the day. The young princes emerged first of the dominions as a separate military unit. Ben-Hadad sent out messengers to find out what was going on, and they told him, behold, men have emerged from Samaria. But we don't know what they're actually doing. Ben-Hadad, who was drunk and quite indifferent, said, if they have emerged for peace, seize them alive. And if they have emerged for war, seize them alive. Either way, basically take control. These emerged from the city, the young princes of the dominions and 7,000 of the army that was beside them. In other words, they had come out for war. Each man smote his counterpart. Each of the, the soldiers succeeded in killing the Aramean soldier standing up opposite him. And once several hundred Aramean soldiers had been killed and the remainder did not know what to do, Aram fled and Israel pursued them. Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, escaped on a horse and horsemen. He, would, he was not ready for battle. The king of Israel emerged from the military. He smote the horses of chariots and chariots, and he smote Aram a great blow. Basically, without their king, they were all confused. The prophet approached the king of Israel and said to him, although you have caused Aramean to flee, you have not defeated them. Go strengthen yourself and know and see that which you will do in a year's time. The king of Aram will come against you a second time. In general, wars were fought in the beginning of spring for the suitable weather conditions. The servants of the king of Aram said to him, Their god is a god of highlands, therefore they overpower us. Since we came to the hills where the god of Israel lives and rules, we were defeated in battle. However, let us make war with them in the plain where we are accustomed to make battle, and then surely we will overpower them. In addition, you weren't sufficient for, ready for combat. They were unmotivated to fight. So instead of assembling your army from foreign units, you must tighten your own rule. And therefore, this is what you shall do. Remove the kings, each man from his place, and appoint governors in their place. In other words, everyone should be subservient to you. Muster an army for yourself like an army that's fallen. Horse for horse, chariot for chariot. Replace the whole army. And we will make war with them in the plain. Surely we will overpower them. Ben-Hadad listened to their advice.